Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey guys, welcome to the Influence Community. My name is Alyssa. And I'm Danielle. And we're here to spill the tea about all things influencing. We're keeping it real and sharing all aspects of the industry while teaching real skills you need to be successful in this space. We're going to be talking about pitching, media kits, rates, how to land your dream collaborations, negotiate your rates, get paid what you deserve, and more. The influencing industry is a growing industry and it is here to stay. And we hope you'll follow along with us on this journey and become a part of the influence community hey guys hi guys welcome to the influence community podcast my name is Alyssa, aka fashionably surfed and i'm danielle aka she styled what today we are going to talk about how to land your dream collaboration and we're so excited because i feel like we get asked like a lot about yeah. this and we have like really good tips we want to share with you guys so gonna dive into that but before we do we want to share what we were influenced by this week okay danielle so what were you influenced by this week okay i was influenced by and i know i said last week i'm pretty sure i said the color blue however it has changed this week to orange and (laughs) i got my nails done and they're super cute and they're like this burnt orange color that i'm obsessed with and i feel like i'm just trying to like have an orange moment on my ig feed so i'm kind of obsessed with like buying everything and anything orange right now um so yeah you (laughs) what about you Oh my gosh, I feel like we've just been so busy. I haven't even really had time to like think about what I've been influenced by, but I feel like I am currently being influenced by just like spring in general and the warmer weather. And I feel like I really want to start switching up my content to kind of reflect that. So I'm really excited. Like some but, sunset pics. Yeah, sunsets, some like picnics at the park. Um, totally. You know, just like outside more in nature, I think is a little bit more spring summer so I'm excited to have fun with that and kind of be inspired and look at some inspo and all that kind of stuff so we love it if you guys um haven't been keeping up with us on the gram we've been kind of like go 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 lately last week we went to Arizona Scottsdale and um now this week we're going to Malibu so hopefully some sunset content coming to the feed soon 
All right, so let's dive in to our topic, which is how to land your dream collaboration. I feel like we've both been at this for quite a bit now. I feel like we have a lot of experience under our belt. Yeah. And these tips, I feel like, are pretty gold because we've been through it all. Yeah, we've done so many different trials with different methods, with different things. But literally, I feel trial like, and error yeah, for everything. For sure, trial and error definitely. <laughs> have been ghosted many 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 a time times um we started this in like 2018 um like really getting serious and going at it with like pitching ourselves to brands and all that kind of stuff so i feel like we've narrowed it down to like five key tips that um we do pretty much every single time so we're excited to share with you i guess i'll i guess i'll start off with our first one which is this may seem obvious, but it might also not come like first thought, but genuinely supporting the brand that you're trying to work with. And I mean, again, say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) It's so important. And by that, we mean like actually following them first, actually like maybe liking a few photos, commenting on their stuff, just you know, getting your name out there. There There's so many girls now. So it's like, if you want to stand out, you have to really go above and beyond. And I feel like support the brand for sure. Yeah. And if you don't have the means to buy from that brand, um, at that moment, I would say showing any support with their social media, their, um, Instagram profile. So just liking and being consistent with, you know, swiping up on their stories, commenting on their photos, all that kind of stuff. And then another way to support a brand, if you don't have like the financial means to buy from them right away, um, are doing stories like little shopping stories and tell people what you're interested in buying or trying out or brands that you have your eye on and tagging them in your stories. That's a really great and easy and free way to kind of like shout out the brand and also like get them to kind of notice you on Instagram. Yeah, you definitely don't have to buy something. So if it's not in your means, like don't feel bad or don't feel pressured that you can't do that. There are so many ways you can support the brand that will help you be successful in getting a potential collaboration. And something really interesting that I've been learning that I've heard from a few brand reps is that they have a backend system that lets them know like who's talking about them, who's tagging them. And a lot of platforms have this. So when brands are signing up, they see like what's going on. So, so funny. I was doing a clubhouse and it was with four, that platform F O H R. And I had asked a question about one of their new programs and he had mentioned that he could see that I mentioned a certain brand over 600 times. And he was like, I hope you're working with them. And I was like, I am. But that was like so crazy that he could see that on the back end of his side. So these brands definitely have the software that's showing them who's tagging them and talking about them. And that's actually how I got my first collaboration with Nasty Gal because I ended up asking my brand contact, like, oh, how, how did you find me? Because I like to ask people that because I'm just so curious. Like, was it a hashtag? Was it like a referral? And she's like, oh yeah, like we have this system and you've been like posting and tagging us a lot. And so your name popped up on my radar. So it's like, oh my God, that's yeah. like really cool. Is- so just keep that in mind when you do have a dream brand collaboration is you know genuinely support them first and then kind of plan out your strategy or plan of attack on how you're going to pitch yourself so 
Yeah, that's a really good point um, and just like a really good thing to keep in mind that these brands are looking at who is tagging them, talking about them. Um, But if you really do want to like try out a brand, you can always be honest and just you know, message them or email them and let them know. Like I have been like, I've had my eye on the brand for so long. I would love to try it out and then share it with my audience. If I like genuinely love it or just let them know like that you've really had your eye on the brand and you really want to try it out and see what they say. Um, this method usually ends up with like a free collab like with you just trying out yeah like gifting and trying out the products I think that's a great way to move into a a paid collaboration and I'm actually doing that right now with like a hair brand which I have seen um sponsor some big gals but they wanted to send me the product first and yeah so I got the product and I'm gonna try it out and um if I genuinely love it I'm gonna obviously share it on my Instagram just like a quick post because obviously this is just a like trade for now um yeah and then hopefully move into a paid collaboration and see how that goes but that's always a great way to start out a brand relationship as well yeah I think it's totally okay to take on gifting if you have a long-term partnership in mind and you don't just want to do a one-off because that way you can test the product see if you like it because what if you don't end up liking it then it's I guess kind of awkward because you need to tell the brand that that's not going to work. And like, so I feel like, you know, if you are starting off with gifting, it's totally, totally fine. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to, it makes sense. Like obviously the brand wants to make sure that you really like the product. Obviously we want to make sure that we really love the product and that it actually really works for us. So I think that's a great way to start. Yeah. Perfect. So then I think our next tip is probably the most obvious one is to pitch yourself via email. And I think this is so important because I've, I don't know if this still happens, but I used to see a lot of girls be like, Oh my gosh, like I want to work with this brand so bad. I like posted about them. Now I'm going to wait for them to reach out to me. And it's like, (laughs) that's, it might have worked that way in the past, but it doesn't work like that anymore. The way you're going to be successful with like influencing, blogging, content creating on social media is, you know, to be persistent and to reach out for yourself and kind of start that relationship. Don't wait for the brand to reach out to you. Like if you have a dream brand, like 100% go for it. Because you, again, you have to think like there are so many girls who are doing this, which is fine because there's plenty of space for all of us. We're all unique and we all bring different things to the table, but there are going to be a lot of people who are pitching themselves. And if you're just waiting for the brand to reach out to you, the campaign is going to fill up because so many people have already reached out, if that makes sense. So I think pitching yourself and not waiting for the brand is huge. Yeah, and it can be scary at first, but we are going to help you guys get there and make it less scary um, because honestly, it's kind of fun at a certain point to pitch yourself. You can get super creative, which we'll talk about um, in this podcast or in this episode too. Um, But on that note, I remember last, no, maybe two years ago, we were like, there was a certain brand that we were dying to work with and um, 
we, someone gave us this piece of advice and I feel like we really like took it to heart and they were like, you need to like get your feed ready. Like make sure that you have like a feed that they would want to work with. And I feel like that does obviously make sense if it's like a pretty big brand or a pretty big like clothing brand or something. And they're like doing a lot of like spring, like inspired clothing, or like if maybe yeah. they're a moody neutrals, um, I feel like it does help if you can like kind of, you know, like put out a feed that would really attract their eye and just like catch their attention and just, you know, think that like, yeah, you would be a really great fit for our brand because obviously brands want to work with people that kind of have similar content or like people that they can repost on their feed as well. That's not always the case, but, um, something to keep in mind. Yeah, and then a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, I don't know how to pitch the brand or how do I find the contact? Like, who do I email? And I feel like there's so many different ways you can get so creative. Like, I feel like us girls, we're so good at like, you know, every, you know, everyone talks about like, oh, we're so good at stalking, like being the FBI, finding out all these things about boys, blah, blah, blah. But like, literally you can use those same skills (laughs) for finding brand contacts. So just a couple ways you can do that. We'll share with you is you can go onto their website and they usually have a contact us button or like a contact us Section, and you can go through there and see if they have like a PR or collaboration email you can reach out to. Um, if they don't, you can always just reach out to their general customer support too in hopes that they'll direct you to the right email. And you just ask them like who would be the best contact to reach out to regarding a potential collaboration opportunity. And just be respectful when you ask for that email. Another way um, is through DMs. I feel like we've kind of started doing this a lot is we'll, we'll just like DM the brand and be like, hey, like been a huge fan would love to collaborate again make sure you're following the brand yeah make Um, sure at least just for the time being you don't have to follow them forever and ever but like while you're pitching you should probably be following them Um, but just send them a nice dm you know saying hi absolutely love the brand i would love to see if you have any collaboration opportunities available who would be the best person to reach out to thanks for your time or whatever something simple like that in the dm and then i mean i feel like we get a bunch of different responses like oh they'll actually give the contact or they'll be like oh we've passed it on to the pr team Mm -hmm. or like we just don't have any opportunities right now yeah and that method is really really helpful because even if they do have like a general pr at like the brandname.com if you do dm them sometimes they'll give you a specific person to reach out to and sometimes the email on the instagram page will be like a general one but via dm if they do want to work with you they could give you like a very specific email yeah to reach out to and you would be like directly reaching that person which is so much better than reaching out to a general like pr at yeah you definitely want to get a name if you can and sometimes brands do work through the dms i always try to like ask them to email me but sometimes they are just so set on dms i guess which is fine i just have to flag the message so i don't lose it but i mean that's another you know place that there's a potential opportunity to make that connection um and then you can also go onto linkedin and just look up you know pr marketing brand rep anything with those kind of titles under the brand name 
or you can at least see what the email structure is at the company. So if it's like, you know, first name at brandname.com, or if it's like first name dot last name at brandname.com, or, you know, you get the point, like you can figure out the structure. And then once you can find a name, you can start emailing people and asking. But I feel like for this industry, like whatever you want, you have to go get it. You cannot just sit back and wait for it to land in your lap. Although that will happen sometimes. And it's really, really nice when it does. But most of the time you're just going to be have to, you're going to have to be chasing and hustling to get it. And honestly, I feel like that makes it so much more rewarding when you do get it. Cause you feel like you've worked so hard for it. Like I have pitched some brands for like months on end with like no responses and I will just keep following up and asking and eventually they'll respond and I just like feel so accomplished like my my work for the past couple months like wasn't in vain and that it actually turned into something yeah definitely like you some people think like once you hit a certain number like all of these brands just flood your inbox that's literally what I thought I literally (laughs) thought that was gonna happen at like 10k when I got a swipe up yeah or like like, 20k because I was at 20k yeah I thought when I hit 50k I would be rolling in the dough (laughs) just kidding but like kind of I thought like I was gonna get a flood of brand you know collab offers but brands just dying to work with yeah but like that's not the case and like you need to be hustling from like day one it's definitely hard work and it's important to continue to pitch yourself Going back to the LinkedIn thing, um, really quickly, like the title that I always look for is influencer coordinator or usually it's influencer coordinator, um, could be like marketing coordinator, but most of the time it's like anything under influencer. So yeah, I feel like a lot of brands are starting to add those kind of titles to their companies now. Whereas before it wasn't really like that. It was just kind of part of like the social team or the marketing team. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's, and those are like actual jobs now. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. The but like everyone growing. has influencer coordinators now. So yeah. So that's really cool. And then I think another thing that's really important when you're pitching yourself is to not feel bad to follow up. I think we follow up like every three, like two to, to three four. days. Yeah. Um, I use this plugin. Have you downloaded it yet? No. <laughs> oh my God. I keep forgetting, oh but I'll list like swears Literally. by this plugin. Okay, so it's for <laughs> Gmail, and this is not sponsored. And yeah. okay, so it's a plugin for Gmail, and it's called Streak. And I'm pretty sure it's like a sales funnel application. That's how it's meant to be used. But I literally just use it to see if someone has read my email. So you can actually see when someone opens it. And I think that helps with the whole follow-up process because it lets me know if they've read it. And if they've read it, great. Then I know that I've caught the attention of someone and I'm like heading in the right direction. And then if they haven't read it yet, then I'm like, okay, you know, we'll do, we'll attempt again and see what happens. But like, maybe this email isn't active because I have this theory. (laughs) Here's some tea. (laughs) I have this theory that sometimes brands will give out like a fake email 
to like oh, get to, like, people to kind respond. of like go away. Like, oh yeah, here's the email, and it's just like a fake email that that's people honestly, pitch, and then like, no a good idea responds. for brands to do. Honestly, <laughs> so I don't know if that's happening or what. But that's so funny. if if they don't read it, then I'll probably pitch two to three more times, and then if it still goes unread, then I know that person isn't like active in their email, or it probably just doesn't work, and then I'll try to find a new contact. But I think just being able to see when people read your emails give you it gives you like a sense of confidence. Like, okay, I'm heading in the right yeah. direction. I'm gonna pitch again, and then we follow up within you know two to three days. Like, make sure you give them enough time to open it and read it. So I'll do it like after I see that they've read it. Then I'll wait two to three days from that point just to give them that chance and not to really bombard them. But at that point, that's when I'll follow up. I'm currently pursuing a brand and I've been DMing them, but they won't give me a contact or anything. And they're like, oh, we've passed your information off to the PR team. They'll be in touch if they see a potential fit. And I'm just like, okay. But I'm just literally going to keep DMing them every month until they tell me like, no. Like, kindly, please F off. (laughs) Like, (laughs) So it's like, even when you get rejection, you don't take it as like hard rejection. Like you just said, follow up in a month, you know? Yeah. And some brands are like that and it's fine. And I think... I think you'll really stand out if you do follow up because a lot of people do not follow up. And I feel like I'm probably the biggest advocate for that is like telling when people ask me, how do I do it? I'm like, I literally follow up. Yeah. So many times. Don't get discouraged if they say no, um, reach out next month. I would say I, I definitely am a big follow upper as well. However, I think Alyssa is (laughs) more aggressive with it. I think I do it. Like I'll reach out. Like, I mean, I guess it's like, what do you pitch yourself? Even if they say no, like more than once a month, like you probably just wait till the next month. I feel like, right? yeah, I feel like it depends on the I brand and like how bad, but I feel like, like once, monthly. one to two months, if yeah. like I get a no, but yeah, like I feel like for example, like if you're ever in our clubhouse chats, we talk about Princess Polly <laughs> and I've worked with them for their Black Friday campaign and I didn't get a specific code or anything. So there was no way for them to track like my sales essentially. Right. And so then I like pitch them like every month after literally every month. So December, January, February, March. And every time she says like, Oh, we're like busy. We're full right now. And like, but that's okay. Like I'm seeing like all these girls getting princess poly collabs. It's fine. I'm just going to keep following up. Like every month I will follow up. Yeah. And also like something to know if you keep getting like, Oh, the budget is exhausted or the budget is full. The club is full. Like you can definitely ask like oh okay like that's totally fine is anything open for the next month so right now is april so be asking for may um if they say the budget is exhausted right now you'll probably get something like um they haven't like figured out the may campaign at this time but um a good follow-up to that is always to say like okay no worries like i'll follow up at the end of the month or i'll follow up in two weeks to see where you're at with the may campaign or like the campaign for next month so I don't know that's also just like a tip on being persistent it's very like salesy like we are pretty much in sales like we are pitching ourselves to these brands like every time it's kind of exhausting yeah and like just being persistent like not accepting no but like very respectfully not professionally no like just saying like okay like no worries I'll follow up next week or you know that type of deal yeah I agree with all of that and you just you can't 
can't feel bad. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, it's business. It's, it's our, our job. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> That'll probably happen a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's our job. Like, that's what we we need to be doing. And, like, if you don't have an agent or someone doing that for you, which is totally fine, you just have to keep up with that. So, I think it's important. Like, I have a pitching tracker that I have just in my Excel sheets with all my collaboration notes. And I'll, like, when I pitch for the month, I'll just write the name of the brand down and then when I sent the initial pitch email so that at the end of the month, if I hadn't heard back for the next month, I can follow up and like re-pitch again, if that makes sense. But yeah, that totally yeah, makes sense. I feel like we could talk about following up forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll move on to the next little topic of media kits and how you can really make your pitch email stand out with one of those. Yeah, definitely always recommend sending your media kit, maybe not with rates for the first initial email because you always want to make sure that they, or at least try to make sure that they can give you a number first. Sometimes that's hard. And honestly, as much as I try not to throw out a number at first, I feel like I really do like 80% of the time I'm the one putting out the number first. So that's fine. But With the media kit, I think all you need for the initial email is to make sure your stats are like Mm -hmm. front and center because these brands are going to open your media kit for like 10 seconds, glance at it, see if like your stats like fit what they're looking for and give you an answer. So I know like it's really easy to fluff up your, your media kit and have like pictures, like aesthetic pictures, which is great. I think you should have an aesthetic media kit that fits your brand, but I definitely would emphasize that putting your stats like front and center first page is very very important how mine is set up is like I have an about I have my key stats and demographics and then on the next page I have screenshots of like my demo screenshots of like stories screenshots of previous like successful campaigns um and then like on my third page I have my rates but usually I'll just send my first two pages first and ask them what the budget is Yeah, I think it's important to make sure it's not too cluttered, that it's like easy to read Mm -hmm. because it is essentially your social media resume. And you think about it when people are reviewing resumes, they only look at them for a couple seconds. So you want to make sure like for me, I have all my demographics in the middle of the page because I feel like that's where your eye is kind of drawn to first is the middle. And I have a few photos on there, but like Danielle said, I have the about me section. I have my you know, demographics and all that information. I have my other socials mentioned on there. And then I also mention some past collaborations. Mm-hmm. And then for my second page, I actually just have like a photo page where it's just like a grid of nine photos that I think would relate to the brand. And I try to like change it up mm-hmm. per brand to like, if it's a skincare brand, I'll put in like all of like skincare posts that I've done. Or if it's a fashion brand, I'll put in like my top fashion posts, but I want to do like, a shameless self plug so my boyfriend and I we built a website it's called mycollabkit.com and it basically generates a media kit for you and that's what I use when I send my media kit out so if you are new and you don't really know where to start or how to structure it or what to put on it I feel like it's a really good place to kind of help give you ideas see what you like see what you don't like it's customizable you can change like the fonts the colors you can add your logo it's mycollabkit.com and yeah and then I do have my rate sheet too like Danielle said but I just keep that completely separate because again you don't really want to talk about rates initially because you don't want it to come off that you're 
asking for just money and that's what you care about you really want to build the relationship and try to figure out like what their budget is or if they ask give them a range so that they can kind of like maybe meet you in the middle hopefully if that makes sense so you kind of aren't like saying a specific number and putting yourself in a box yeah I like to word it like here like I'll give them my rate and say let me know how this aligns with your budget I would love to make something work because I feel like that kind of sounds like I'm willing to negotiate yeah but like it can also sound like I'm not so it's up for interpretation for the brand but I like to make it sound a little like softer rather than saying like here's my rate thanks yeah (laughs) like yeah yeah, yeah. let me know how this aligns with your budget I feel like is a good thing to say um speaking of like media kits and adding things into your pitch emails um me and Alyssa also have talked about on clubhouse how we like to create mood boards for the brand so we'll create like a little quick mood board of what kind of content we could create for that brand or what we're kind of envisioning for that specific campaign if they don't have a specific campaign like in mind um I usually tailor it to the season so like for spring I would say like oh I have some fun spring ideas in mind here's what I'm thinking and like I could put some photos of like a picnic or you know like if they have like cute product shots on their site like I'll put that in the mood board just so they know like what they can expect from me and um what they're like looking for at that moment and what they could use on their feed. So I feel like that's just like a extra way. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the campaigns I really really want. (laughs) Yeah. Like not just any campaign because it does take a a bit of time and you obviously really stand out, but I've also had people who just like don't even respond to it still. And they're just like, no, thanks. <laughs> It'll happen, but I feel like yeah. you just always, you have to shoot your shot and just hope for the best. And I think people too ask like, oh, isn't that exhausting? Like, how do you send all these pitch emails? And I think in terms of like structure, I keep the structure the same for every email. I just usually have one paragraph that's like very specific to the mm-hmm. brand. So I'll like do my little introduction for the first paragraph, who I am, what I'm about. And then the second paragraph is where I'll like, talk about the brand, what products I've loved or how long I've been using them and like what my campaign idea would be mm-hmm. and kind of throw that in there. And then the third paragraph is when I'll share a couple of my um, Instagram stats just so they can kind of get a feel for it. And then just closing it without, you know, with, you know, thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to hearing back. Like can't wait to potentially collaborate with you and then sign off. And I feel like I just keep that structure for every email. That way I can really Mm -hmm. tailor that one paragraph specifically to the brand. Yeah. And, um, it's really important also to keep it like short and sweet. I think when we say paragraphs, like we just mean a few sentences, like literally three to five sentences. I mean, it really just depends if you have a lot to say about the brand, but, um, yeah, I don't think brand contacts or like, you know, people on the other side have time to read a super long email. So just keep that in mind. Cause I know we've had some girls on clubhouse talk about like how, you know, they have like these long emails that they're sending out, like why they want to work with them, like how it relates to them. It really can be short and sweet. And I feel like brands honestly prefer that. This is another thing. Make sure you link your socials somewhere in your email. Like don't make them go search for you because they're absolutely not going to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so like link your Instagram when you're talking about it in the paragraph or create an email signature with your socials underneath it. That way, if they ever want to look at anything, they can 
just click it and not have to go on a scavenger hunt. Um, I've definitely had brand reps tell me that. I think that covers everything that should be in your pitch email. That was kind of a lot of stuff. But but it's like one of the most important parts, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like um, a lot of people just look for clarity in that and just want to make sure like they're doing quote unquote the right thing. Hopefully that answers a lot of questions about the email portion. But I think we'll move on to our next little bullet point that we have. Yeah. And really quick, if you guys like want to run by a pitch email to Alyssa or I, feel free to DM us or like yeah. email us. We're we like would, always available. Yeah. We would love to look at your pitch emails. You're we stunning like pitch you emails. We are definitely here to help you. We are supportive queens who like... <laughs> love to like help you guys because you're the amazing community that we have it is free so yeah literally take advantage because when we first started this was not around this was not a thing people didn't talk about it people didn't share information it was very like hush hush fend for yourself type situation yeah but not anymore not anymore ladies not we're here collaboration over competition Your ig okay. big sister ig big sisters <laughs> that's us okay we're annoying okay, okay. Next. <laughs> next all right it's important to look at the brand's feed and mm-hmm. see what kind of content that they specifically look for um and not necessarily like tailor your content to that but it definitely helps when you have a similar vibe it would really just come off as a genuine very seamless fit yeah i'm literally laughing right now just thinking about our presets <laughs> oh my god we used to have like very um obnoxious obnoxious Ob- edited <laughs> very presetty presets oh my <laughs> mine was like so white and bright and i remember like i was like i love my presets so much but i was like brands will like way repost me more want to like work with me more if i had a more like natural edit and i went through this whole identity crisis on my instagram on whether i wanted to change it or not and i finally did and went more of like a natural look and honestly i was so much happier i was just so used to that preset i wanted to see like the world like that (laughs) preset you know i was so like so committed you can also use this from the brand's point of view so if you really want to work with a certain brand you can see what kind of content that they really look for and kind of tailor your content to kind of look like their content if not like just a few photos because then you could send that in your pitch email too and just say hey like i like here's a few example photos from my instagram feed um i feel like we have a similar vibe and i would love to collaborate and work that into my feed as well um just like show them that you can create content that they're looking for and that like content that's really like specific to their feed but yeah, I think that's it for that point. The last bullet point that we have is have a friend introduce you to the brand. And this really goes for like your genuine friends. Like do not ask strangers or people you don't really know that like you've seen work with them. Um, that comes <laughs> off yeah. kind of rude in a way slash yeah. like people just 
I don't know. People, it's kind of touchy. Yeah. But I think like as long as you ask your real genuine friends, like say you saw them working on a brand collaboration that you think you'd be a good fit for, you could say like, you know, hey, could you do an intro to me for the brand? And then your friend could do like a potential emails, you know, saying like, hey, like I have a friend I think would, who would be a really good fit for the brand and the campaign. Here's their information if you're interested. And that way you can just pass it off and put it up to the brand's mm-hmm. decision. Um, or you can share contacts too, which is super helpful is having like a couple girls to like share a Google doc of brand contacts or things that you've worked on. I think that's super helpful. Yeah, definitely. And I think you and Riley are other friend, Smiley Riley. Smiley Riley, um, shout I out. I think you guys with one brand, like she looped you in and yeah. said like, this is Alyssa. I yeah. really want to introduce you to. I think she'd be a really great fit for the campaign that I worked on with you. You obviously want to feel out the brand and see if like they are like nice and like, you know, friendly enough to kind of like talk to someone else if you were to loop them in. Cause I feel like yeah. that is yeah, you definitely of, have to have a good relationship. Yeah, for it's, sure. Yeah, like have a good relationship with the brand contact because it is like obviously a little bit more of a of an aggressive approach. Yes. However, I think it's a very effective approach. Yes. And also that really does help out brands. If they are like, if yeah. say they're like an influencer coordinator and they have a specific quota that they need to reach by the end of the month of influencers to work on the specific campaign, if they really liked your friend's content, um, and like they trust their opinion, blah, blah, blah. And the, then your friend loops you into the email, introduces you, says you would be a great, great fit and like creates really great content similar to the content that they produced. Yeah. You're following me. Um, they might really appreciate that because then that's like, it makes their job easier. Yeah. It makes their job easier. And then you just got your friend a collab too. Yeah. 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 No, it's definitely super helpful and really cool when it like comes around and like one of them, she did that. And the rep was like, Oh, we don't have any other opportunities right now, but like, let's touch base at the beginning of the year. And I like took notes. I wrote that down and then I followed up, um, in the beginning of January and we ended up setting a collaboration up for, I think it was like March. So yeah, so even though it didn't happen in the moment, it, you know, it came around because I was still following up and still keeping in contact with them. And so, yeah, it was really cool to kind of see that come together and happen that way. Definitely just make sure you're not asking strangers for contacts or anything like that. It's just, it's, you'll probably it's be like left on social red. media etiquette. Yeah. I feel like you just like things you just don't do. Yeah. It's yeah, that. yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, it's like we've said this before. Um, it's just really important to like create genuine connections with other people yeah. on Instagram, going to events, meeting other people. Um, so you can really create that strong connection, genuine connection. And it's not weird when you're asking like, or when you're helping each other out when it comes to like money and collaborations, especially when you do, or if you take this full time, it's so important to be collaborative over competitive. Yes. A hundred percent agree. I think our whole community knows like that's our mindset for everything and that they can always ask us questions. We have this amazing Facebook group and you can find it and you just have to search the influence community on Facebook, or you can DM either of us. Us for a link to join apparently in all caps by the way someone, really someone told us that it only worked in all caps interesting I okay know. we'll try that but if yeah. you can't find it definitely send us a message and we'll send you the link it's like so much better almost like to ask questions kind of in real time and also just yeah. like get a bunch of girls 
opinions on something. Like if you just post on the Facebook post and like people like comment all different things, like right from that group, because everyone kind of has the same mindset because we all joined that group for a reason. And so it's meant to be, you know, collaborative, a very collaborative and supportive group of girls. I think that wraps up all of our talking points that we had for this topic. Hopefully they help you and motivate you to start pitching to your dream brands. And I think another thing to mention really quickly is like, you don't necessarily need to have a certain amount of followers. A lot of people ask like, Oh, like how many followers do I need to get a paid collaboration or how many followers do I need to pitch this brand? And honestly, when we first started, I feel like no one got a paid collaboration under 10 K. Yeah. But now the industry is shifting and micro influencers are huge. And I feel like people are getting paid collabs at like what? 2 K 3 K. Yeah. Like right around that. I feel like I know girls like who have said that they started getting paid collabs at like 1500 it's yeah, just like it's honestly and, all about your content yeah content is king content and, is queen yes and oh, I like that let's start yeah. saying that content, content is queen yes <laughs> and if you're creating bomb content like if at the end of the day Instagram took away likes and like at one point in time and that literally just left what kind of content you created. It does not matter like how many people like it like obviously if the brand is looking for like higher reach then yeah but like you're getting paid for your content and if you're creating bomb content like you deserve to get paid sis content yeah we're just so happy with how far we've come and how hard we've worked because we have truly put in some overtime um so yeah we want to help you guys get from point a to point b faster and that's really why we created this podcast and our like community on all those different platforms but i feel like this is super long so we should probably like shut up but we can talk forever i think you guys probably get that by now so we love talking to you yeah we do so honestly it works yes thank you guys we love you bye thank you so much for listening to our episode this week we hope you found value in it and maybe learned a thing or two you can find me on my socials at fashionably surfed and you can find me at she styled what Thanks again for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review if you loved it. See you in the next episode. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.